Jared Crosswinds family and friends, welcome uh, once again to the Crosswinds Unleashed podcast. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews, practical instruction, and a hopefully fun and accessible way. If you want more information on the podcast or anything Crosswinds, I encourage you to go to crosswinds.church, where again, you'll find out all things Crosswinds. Uh, But I have the privilege today to welcome um, Betty Ryan, Executive Pastor of Crosswinds uh, Church, uh, to this podcast. So thanks for being here with us, Betty. Thanks so much. I appreciate the opportunity to just share my journey a little bit. So Betty, just to get us started, how did you connect to Crosswinds? You know, I connected to Crosswinds about 20 years ago, which seems crazy now when I look back. I've always lived in the Candegua area, but it was during some real transition in my life that I just felt something was definitely missing in my life. Now, I had believed in God and all of that, but I wasn't a true follower, and I certainly wasn't connected to a church. Now, I didn't know at the time that the missing piece wasn't like a person or a place or a a thing in my life. I had claimed to believe in Jesus, but I didn't really truly know what it meant to follow him. So I remember someone commenting once on the cross I was wearing around my neck, and I thought, well, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, I had a faith, but I I didn't know what that meant. And so I think it it might sound kind of cliche, but I didn't know what freedom was, what it meant to to be in freedom with him. And so I didn't know what it meant to take those steps that I needed. I had kept Christ at an arm's length. So my sisters and I are quite a few years apart, and, and you know maybe I'll have the opportunity to share this, but we grew up in the same house but not the same home. When I left uh, home to get married, my parents were yet to begin their own journey with uh, Jesus. So it was my younger sister who actually reached out to me and invited me and my family to church, and we've been here ever since. So Betty, talk a little more. You talked about the fact that you knew Christ, at least you had um, a Christian background in that way. Um, but this idea of following the Lord. So share with us your story of really receiving Christ and his understanding of what it meant to follow him. Sure. You know, some people have a moment in their life when they say, that's when it was. That's when I began to understand. And I think mine is not a moment, but more of a journey. Honestly, I, I don't remember a time when I didn't believe in God, um, but following him and knowing Jesus uh, are just two very different things. And for me, it was one step at a time. So my grandmother had uh, lived with us as a child. She was a believer. She helped me along my journey. She encouraged me. She took me to church. She even volunteered at a youth camp so that I could participate at a youth camp. And And you're um, still doing that. I'm still doing that. I know. That's crazy, You're following on her legacy, right? Absolutely. And I'm a grandma. Yeah, there you go. So imagine that. Yeah. Um, So, you know, she really helped me and planted some seeds. It really helps me to understand how important it is to plant those seeds. But Growing up, teenage years and into adulthood, I would take my own journey, and I would walk away from some of those things she shared with me. Um, And I think the road that I took was very much acceptable in the eyes of the world, but um, certainly was drawing me farther from God. So um, I don't feel like I'm alone there. I think there's a lot of people who could relate to that, Um, relate to day-by-day choosing God or day-by-day stepping in a different direction. Um, A defining moment came for me when my parents were baptized My family was all baptized at the same time. I was 26 years old, and I joined them in that baptism. And it would be great for me to say, since then, I've been right on track. Now, I haven't been, but it was definitely, if we were going to choose a defining moment, it was a very defining moment in my life and in my faith journey. 
Well, you know, you've used the word journey quite a bit, and uh, it's interesting. Uh, as you talk to people, there's certain words that sort of resonate with sort of their Christian experience. And so I was just wondering, what, what has your Christian journey looked like? You know, sort of your introduction to spiritual disciplines, mentors, you know, uh, practice, uh, practices of sharing, you know, your time, talent, treasure, and testimony. You know, talk a little bit about sort of the birth of that journey and, and how, how it's going today. Yeah, I will never forget the first time I was introduced to the idea of spiritual disciplines. Um, It was through my first small group here right at Crosswinds many years ago. Uh, My second set of twins were young, and I had put them in nursery. And I was. Is that the set of twins who, by the way, uh, are heading off to college? Oh, yes. Thank you for that reminder. In just a few (laughs) days, yes. So. So I had gone into this group, and actually the group was introduced to me because there was a woman who was leading the nursery at the time. And when I dropped my girls off, she said, have you ever been in a small group? No, I had not, actually. And so she had invited me to this small group. I didn't know enough whether to say yes or no, but I said yes, and I participated. Interestingly enough, it was a group that was uh, following a book called Mismatched Marriages, So I had been attending church. My husband was yet to uh, take that step in his faith journey. So the study was perfect for us. And we began as a couple to understand more. Me first. In the book, it was interesting. One of the chapters said to continue to pray for your spouse and your family. And so I started to do that. And In group, we laughed one day and we talked about when there's an opportunity, just jump on it. And so one day my husband said, gee, I'd like to attend church with you. When I picked myself up off the floor, I thought, well, that is a great thing. Let's go together. And we did. It happened to be the gentleman speaking that weekend um, could really, my husband could really relate to him. So he said to me, and this is the open door I was referring to, gee, I'd really love to speak to that man. So I just called the church, made an appointment, and left the room. And he went. And so I was very excited. So that started our journey. We ended up joining another small group together. He began participating and serving at the church, which really helped him to get engaged with other people, helped me to see how that could change our lives together, and helped us to begin to start Uh, digging into God's word together, helped us to begin to start praying together, helped us to begin to start taking those steps that would stretch us and grow us in our own journey together. So to take it back to the beginning, when I look back, somebody invited me to a small group, and that really started the process for me of going deeper. I'm so appreciative to that individual. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, You're our second guest if you will, in the podcast, and, and both you and uh, Pastor Brian share something similar, and, and that is that you have this spiritual journey that of coming to crosswinds and God using the ministry here uh, to deepen your walk with Him. Uh, but both of you also, uh, at some point in that spiritual journey, were called into full-time what we call vocational ministry. All of us are called to be ministers of the gospel. All of us are to be everyday missionaries in the everyday mission field. But not everyone's called to be, uh, quote-unquote, a um, full-time vocational pastor, if you will, on staff. And so talk to me a little bit about the spiritual journey and and where that came from, like where you realize God's calling me uh, not only to to serve him as as every Christian is called, 
um, but to actually be in a specific position, if you will, within a church? Yeah, I, I have thought through this question many times myself, and I believe it started with those seeds that were planted by my grandmother. I remember attending church services and not being able to leave with a dry eye. He always brought me to tears, always. And so as I went along, I was always drawn back. I was always convicted of the things that I was doing that maybe didn't honor him. We're okay in the world, but didn't honor him. And so when I began attending Crosswinds and digging deeper into my journey of ministry here, uh, I have the opportunity to lead a ministry called Celebrate Recovery. And when I started in that journey, he really began to open my eyes to some things. Some things had to be removed in my life. And those were things like fear and uh, lack of self-confidence and some of those things that really hold us back, but we just don't announce and we don't talk about a lot. And so when God began to work on those things in my life and began to help me see that he did have a plan and purpose and that he could use me in ministry with all of my faults and all my failures and all the things that I brought to the table, he had enough power and uh, strength to get me through some of those things to help me. And so I began to love it. I began, I had a deep desire just to learn. I just wanted to know I was 26 when I was baptized, so what had I missed all those years? I didn't grow up really understanding the stories as well. I didn't know all of the things I should know about Scripture. What is the Old Testament? What is the New Testament? That was a journey for me of understanding. So I began taking classes because I thought, well, that's the way that I'll learn. One class led to another, which led to another, which led to another. And soon enough, in talking with some other people, again, somebody here at Crosswinds shared with me, have you considered ministry? Well, in my heart, I said, that would be amazing, but how could God use me? And this individual helped me to see the things that I could do in ministry, even with some of those hurdles that I had to overcome in my own life. And so once those classes began, doors began to open for me. And that was a part of the thing that helped me begin to understand that this was a calling on my life. It wasn't a door. I was pushing. In fact, the doors were being opened. And so I walked through each one. And each time I was nervous, and each time it was a stretch, and each time I thought, how can I possibly do this? But each time God showed up. And it was amazing. And so each as each door was opened with the opportunity to come on to Crosswinds as staff, I was so grateful for that. And then in regards to executive pastor here, in my career-driven life, which I had in the past, I had a lot of experience in different areas, in business and in finance. And I could use all of those things that I thought were a waste and that I hadn't, what had I been doing with my life all this time? I could use all of that experience that I had in those areas and bring it to crosswinds and use that in this role as executive pastor. And so I'm still in awe and grateful for the opportunity to serve here among this staff and uh, still get challenged every single day in this role. Uh, I love the opportunity to work with the staff and with the people. Talk to me a little bit, you know, as executive pastor, we're going to talk a little bit um, later on in, in the next episode about Celebrate Recovery in particular. 
Um, but the executive pastor role, uh, one of the things that you do, one of the uh, part of your job description, so to speak, is really working with the staff, um, uh, talking about sort of the day-to-day focus, um, leading through some of the vision work. You know, we have a vision framework here, but making sure that that's being honored within all the ministries. We have a great team who does that. But really specifically what I'm interested in, you talk about your spiritual journey, working through fears and all those things. And, and I think people, you know, when they come to church, they think that pastors are immune to all that. Like we don't have the same challenges they have, which of course we know isn't true. We, we, we wrestle with the same things they wrestle with, um, yet have the responsibility to lead um, in a way that honors Christ, as they do too, but in a pastoral role. How do you see uh, your, your journey, if you will, and your continuing journey, because we're all on a continuing journey, um, impact those who you lead as executive pastor on staff who are still working through their own fears and their own desire to, to honor God in all things? I think one of the most important things is that journey, is that history that I've got where I had to overcome some of those fears and I had to recognize that there were opportunities and there was a gifting mix, if you will, and sometimes that's a term that we use too casually, but there was something within me that God had equipped me with that would help me to lead them as well. And, and one of those things, I, I believe, is showing them their worth and their abilities. And so if we can each begin to see that there is a worth within us, and we do have these God-given abilities to share the gospel message in so many different ways, each a little bit differently, but with power and with strength, not because of who we are, but because of who God is, I believe that's one of the areas that I can help them to understand best. Now, of course, there are those things, some of the things that we can do and some of the things that we can't do, and we need to sit together as a team and begin to look through those things and work together as a team. Many of the leadership books that I read and areas that I love to investigate are about team building and working as a team together to accomplish the work that needs to be done. And when we can accomplish that as a team, knowing that there's respect among the team and that everyone brings something amazing to the table because of God, we can do anything that he asks us to do. We can accomplish anything. So I believe that's one of the areas that I enjoy bringing to the table. I get to work in some other areas too, like finance you know, and use some of my past skills to be able to do that and help the team members begin to understand how they can do some things with what God has given them and then have enough faith to know God's going to provide what they need down the way, even if it isn't in regards to finances or having enough ministry partners, whatever it is, God's going to provide what they need and he'll accomplish what he desires to see accomplished. I also love for them to look at what he has done remember the history of what has happened already so that they know that some of those things can can and will happen even in a greater measure. You know, the scripture tells us that uh, he's going to allow us to do great things, and it's because of his spirit within us and what he's given us to do that gives us the ability to do that. And so I love to share that um, with the teams. I love to help them build their own teams and be able to now that they are feeling equipped to be able to equip their own ministry partners and their own teams. How important that is uh, in the life of ministry. God has called us to equip others. Somebody did that for me. 
And I just want them to be able to do that for others. I'm not sure if that answers your full no, question. No, it certainly does. And, and the questions are just meant to us to get to know you. So wherever you take them, that, that's, that's sure. what the question was meant to do. And you did that really well. Sure. So here, here's a question. So, you know, my, my calls are different than yours as far as, uh, well, all calls are sort of unique. But in the sense that I was, uh, I can't remember not uh, actually sensing that call to full-time vocational work. And I just differentiate that because I, I think in the church sometimes we think, well, there's pastors and they're the ministers. And yet the reality of it is we know in Ephesians 4 very clearly that we're all ministers. When we come to Christ, we're ministers. But he he appoints some to be, you know, pastors, teachers, so forth. And, and so that call was sort of always sort of there. And I know when I actually, from my first role, if you will, as pastor, some things surprised me. But I'm interested. So you're, you're, you're later in life, you know, you, you weren't looking at this pastor thing as something that was going to be there, then it's there. What's one thing you'd say really surprised you? I mean, I'm sure there's a number of them, but one that you were like, I wasn't prepared for this as a pastor. It was okay to love what he's calling me to do. Sometimes we've heard, and, and again, my past experience, not blaming any other church, but blaming my own uh, lack of confidence or understanding. I believed you went to church because God made you. I went to church because I was afraid if I didn't. But then I began to go to church because I loved it. And so sometimes in ministry, I believe it's a misnomer to think, or a misunderstanding, I'll rephrase that, to think that we are all going to be placed into things we don't like or we, you know, we're struggling with or or what have you, but I really love what I do, and uh, I'm so grateful for that. So that's something that I, I didn't know would happen. I didn't know he would he would fulfill those passions that he gave me, by the way. That's great. Um, here's a question I love to ask, and I say love to ask. I've asked it twice so far, but I'm looking forward to asking it many, many times as we uh, have the opportunity in this podcast. But if you could have a spiritual conversation with anyone, living or dead, other than Jesus, because that would be the first answer I would guess for most of us, if not all of us. But if you could have a spiritual conversation with anyone, living or dead, who would that be, uh, and what would you like to chat about, and why? So, it's a great question, and I would love to dig deep and be, you know, think of some people from history. But truly, there's two people I can think of. One is my grandmother. So all that she fed into me, I don't know her spiritual journey. I don't know when she came to believe. I don't know what our history is there. Sometimes we go backwards and we want to know where we came from. I want to know where I came from spiritually. How did my grandmother come to believe? And what prompted her to pour into me? Something did, and she followed that, and she was obedient, and that amazes me. And uh, she died in 1996 on Christmas Eve. And so it's been many years since she's been gone, but there's not much time that goes by that I don't think about her and wonder those things. And I'd love to know what she knows now, right, as she sits with the Lord. And then the other person, if I can have two, the other person is a young man that I knew in my life. Um, he was in his early 20s, and he has since passed. Um, and uh, he passed very, very young and not at his own hand. And it was a very big struggle for me, and he did not know the Lord, in fact, was adamantly against him. I wish I could speak to him. I know that there's not an opportunity, but boy, if there was something I could have shared with him that it would, ch would have changed his trajectory, I wish I could do that. To gain that insight. Yeah. So, yeah, to gain yeah. that insight. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, you've mentioned journey quite a bit, and so it's interesting that, you know, this this idea of spiritual pedigree with your grandma is, is sort of 
a question you have. Um, talk to me a little bit about journey, because yeah, it just seems to be a word that comes up over and over again as we're talking here. Um, what does the concept of journey itself, what's that, what's that mean to you? Why is it so important in, in tying it into the, our spiritual walk with God? Sure. I, I think sometimes when we travel, we start and we end at a certain place. I like to consider my spiritual walk as a journey because it's never ending. And every day that I learn something new, I can still be amazed. I can still open God's word. And because it's living and breathing as he speaks it, he teaches me something new every single time that I open his word. And so I never want to think I'm finished. I remember when I finished uh, my education, I, uh, we went and spoke to a, the undergrad, you know, and we t- spoke to that class. And one of the things I remember saying is I remember sitting in your seats thinking, when I graduate, I'm going to have it, I'm going to get it all, I'm going to understand it. But I stand here today before you to say, I still feel like there's so much I don't know. Every time I learn something new, a new opportunity or a new door or a new path to understanding is opened. So it is a journey, and taking that journey in stride, uh, following in God's lead, will, I pray, keep me always wanting to learn more and always wanting to gain a deeper understanding and always excited about the next step. Well, we're going to talk in our next episode a little more about um, Celebrate Recovery um, and your you know, your introduction into it, you becoming a leader, and then being um, an individual who, uh, who really uh, champions it uh, in a very strong way, not just here at Crosswinds, but throughout our region and elsewhere. Um, but as we sort of wrap, down, wrap up our time together for this episode, I have one last question for you, and that is, what word of advice would you give to our listeners? I think my advice would be to investigate your questions, step outside your own understanding. I love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says, um, tells us just that, you know, not to lean on our own understanding, but rather we are to rely on God and what he has for us. And so my advice would be to do that. Step outside what you know, because what you know is minute in comparison to what the opportunities that lay ahead. What are some ways that you would suggest for someone to get started in that, stepping outside what they know and, and, and taking that journey with God? I think finding someone that you trust, that you can, and I'm going to use that word again, that you can journey with. Yeah. That particular individual will help you and uh, in a greater understanding. I appreciate small circle that we have here, which is the discipleship one-to-one. That is a great way to find someone that you can relate to, one-to-one, who can answer those questions. For me, I remember way back when in my 20s, what was the Old Testament and the New Testament? You can ask those questions, which may seem very basic to some, but to someone who doesn't know, it's it's opening a door of understanding that uh, they need to have the confidence to be able to do. So take that step, and then for those of you out there who can help someone, do that. Be obedient and do that. That's great. And if you want more information on our Small Circle 101 Discipleship or Small Group Ministry, uh, another way you could step out and and be able to grow in that journey of stepping beyond yourself and allowing God to speak to you. Again, all you need to do is to go to crosswinds.church 
and you can find out a ton of information there and, and connect with us. And we would love to help you in your journey. What a great word in your journey with Christ. Um, we're going to wrap up this episode and uh, next episode, we're going to dig a little deeper uh, into the ministry of, uh, of Crosswinds here that Celebrate Recovery and talk a little bit about uh, Betty's uh, introduction to it, her leadership of it, and and sort of uh, the passion she has for what that ministry has to offer people. For now, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, uh, next time, uh, we will continue the conversation. But for now, I just want to encourage you, uh, know that the Lord has plans for you. Be blessed and bless others. Look forward to connecting with you next time.